0: What's up, my dudes? It is Rick Guzman back with Cigar Night. Man, oh man. It feels so good to be back doing this. I have been on this hiatus. I've been busy and with COVID. and You know, life just gets busy. You know, it does. Life gets so crazy at times. And um, this was part of it. You know, I, if you follow the Cigar Night page on Instagram, you know that I was gone. And for the last 32 weeks... I was off following my dream of finally becoming a police officer. Uh, for the last 32 weeks, I was in the police academy. So that came about back in January. Um, been busy doing that. Didn't really have much time. So I had to take a step back from the podcast to focus on that. And then COVID hit. So when I finally got some time in the academy, COVID hit. And it just slowed everything down. And, you know, with the six feet rule and self-distancing and all that Um it was hard to, to try to get podcasts going, and there were so many things that just came at once, and 2020 has sucked. I mean, let's be honest. 2020 has been probably the worst year so far on earth, and um, it's been it's been sucky to say the least, but Cigar Night is back at least, and that is a good thing. That is a positive for me because I've been missing this so much. I've been missing talking to people. I have so many friends that I've been wanting to get on this podcast and uh, one step at a time you know things are slowly getting better with covid and so hopefully soon i will have friends on here and getting more episodes up back to doing a weekly episode but uh i really wanted to have someone here today with me it's gonna be a solo episode today this is kind of a, a what's next you know what's to come what uh what have i done in the last 32 weeks in the last i believe it's been about eight months since i've last posted an episode so it's been a while. It's been a while. And, um, you know, like I said, I've been wanting to have someone on this on this podcast. I would love to have someone from my class uh, that I graduated in the academy with just to talk about our experience. Um, but with, you know, different shifts and um, COVID and it's just been, uh, there's been some time differences. And so it, it was hard to get someone. And But the next episode, I can guarantee that there will be someone here. But for right now, man, dude, the police academy. Um it was it was, a, it was it was a struggle man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the, the, the police academy I went to and for the department that I work for um, it is recognized throughout the country of, of the United States that it's one of the hardest police academies. I mean we are in the top five best police departments in the country. Um, so I want to get into kind of what's going around the country right now and my take on that. Um, but before that, I kind of just want to talk about the process of the police academy. And if anybody is thinking about joining the police department, um, thinking about uh, doing some sort of academy, you know, I'm going to give a little insight into it as far as what I did to prepare. Um, the police academy, man, no joke. It's, it's seriously no joke. Um, I had some classmates that were prior military, and so they kind of understood the mind games that were going on. But for me... I didn't. I wasn't prior military, so I was going into this, you know, boot camp per se, kind of blind. Um, but I knew. I've heard stories. I kind of knew how to prepare. Um, and it was. It was a struggle, man. I mean, we would wake. I would wake up about four o'clock in the morning, uh, Monday through Friday, and um, I got used to that. I got used to waking up early. But I mean, the first two hours of the day were exercising. You know, five mile runs, three mile runs, log runs, carrying telephone poles for three miles um what else the cadet killers that we call it carrying 45 pound plates uh, around the track um what else do we do burpees every time they blew a whistle on the minute around the track and you had to do what six laps something like that crazy workouts crazy workouts i've never heard of before um and let me tell you they are a mind game it is it is about where is your head at, you know, at that moment, at that exact moment, what do you want and what are you doing this for? And I saw a lot of classmates, um, you know, quit, uh, the first day there was three people in my class that quit and I was right next to one of them and, and he got up and he said, this ain't, I can't do this. And, um, it sucks if your, if your mind wasn't at the right place, um, it's going to take the better of you. And, you know, not just police accounting, but life itself, you know, if your mind and not to say that your mind's weak, but if you don't have that mentality that like I need to get I can get through this and I need to get through this or I need to push this to get to where I want to be, it's gonna be a struggle no matter what you do. And so you got to have that mentality going through it. Um, and it was it was a mind game. I will say that the worst workout that I did was probably the log runs carrying a log, which is basically a telephone pole cut smaller and we were a group of there was three teams. Uh, there was probably about seven of us per team and, uh, maybe a little bit more. And, uh, or there was four teams. I don't know. But anyways, there's about seven of us per team and that sucked. I mean, it sucked. Uh, I, I don't think if we would have done another log run, I don't know if I could have done one. I, I, I honestly, I don't, not saying I would have quit on the spot, but it would have sucked. It would have sucked. I mean, I, to this day, to this day, I hate that those logs and uh, that was to me that was one of the worst days uh i experienced in the police academy we also had a day called hell day and basically hell day it's been tradition i mean for years and years and years hell day um it's something you look forward to it's a pass of the torch uh it's the right to earn this badge basically hell day is your last day of getting smoked or your last day of pt basically and it's just a whole day of 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 sucking man uh you know, we get there bright and early and we start working out and they call us to, to, to box and then you PT for the whole day until lunch. And then after lunch comes, oh yes, the gas chamber, the CS gas. Man, oh man. So like I said, I wasn't prior military, so I didn't get CS gas before. Um, but those who have done it before, they were freaking out. And there was a guy in front of me who said, I'm going to freak out in there. He's like, I already know. I already know i'm gonna freak out and so i was like man it's gonna suck i was actually really nervous for the gas uh after you get gas you get pepper sprayed now there's a difference between pepper spray and then what we did pepper spray is like you know things you can buy at academy sports and outdoors but oc spray is like higher than that right like think of like salsa okay pepper spray is like you're mild let's go wing stop you know uh, pepper spray is like your habanero stuff. You know, it's hot, but you know it's it's doable. But then you know your OC spray is like your atomic. It is the worst of the worst, and it's not just a little spray above the eyebrows. I mean, they do they paint your face in this. It is like it's not a straight line. This was a spray where you look at my video and my whole face is orange, and it burned, and it's the worst pain. The devil's piss, as they called it. And it literally felt like your face is on fire. But before OC spray, we did gas. And I was nervous for the gas. And man, that CS gas, we went in there without a, a mask. We had to do it a couple times. Uh, in the first round, you don't have a mask on. And dude, so it felt like I went in there. I, I held my breath before I go in the door. And you got to do one rotation around the room basically. And so I go in there, I hold my breath beforehand. And I'm like, okay. All right, like I can do this. I'm close. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through. You, your eyes are closed. I mean, you don't even want to smell it. It smelled like when you crack fireworks and that after smell that's there uh, from the fireworks. That's what it smelled like. Um, but once you're inside the room, I mean, you don't even want to breathe. You don't want to open your eyes. Uh, your skin's burning. And mind you, the rotation probably took I don't know. We were probably in there for 15 seconds about. And if you look in the video, we all come out in those 15 seconds and we are like choking and gagging and and snot's flying out and my eyes are burning. And so I made it about halfway through the room and I, I just I couldn't hold my breath anymore. And you think 15 seconds, like you can hold your breath 15 seconds. Yeah, but your nerves are pounding, man. Like your heart is coming out of your chest. Um you're already like anxiety's kicking in and you're walking it's it's not that easy to hold your breath i mean there's some people who did it but i couldn't do it i made about halfway through a room and i took a breath and that first breath wasn't too bad i was like okay i think i got this i think i'm good i think i'm good but then that took the second little breath and i'm not even talking breathing in right i'm talking about like just a sip of air and, and it sucks because if you hold your breath what's the first thing you do when you breathe <gasps> right, you breathe in, you breathe in this big gasp of air. So, you, you're, you're it's kind of a gamble. If you're gonna hold your breath, you gotta commit. And I didn't commit, I didn't commit to it for the long run. So, I started breathing, and it felt like man, it felt like smoke coming in my mouth, down my throat. Like, I, I, I could physically feel the smoke or whatever the gas come in my mouth, go down my throat, and then it hit my lungs. And, jeez Louise, man. It felt like someone punctured my lungs like literally like someone stabbed you from the inside and then you just can't breathe you're choking but they're choking right but the more you're choking the more gas gets in your mouth and so you're just dying of inside inside like you're dying from the inside and the cs gas basically what it does it's crystallizing the water inside you right so if you're in there too long like you probably could die honestly um and it sucks man it freaking sucks dude um so I'm gagging, I'm breathing, I'm choking. I can't even breathe, but I'm choking. And, and oh man, I come out and I fall to my knees gasping for air and someone picks me up and they're like, you lost your mind in there. And I'm like, I don't care, like, oh, I'm dying. It sucked, it was horrible. But the good thing about CS gas is that as soon as you take oxygen, you're fine. Like you, you get a breath of fresh air and you're good. Like you're good to go. Uh, maybe about a minute or two of fresh air and it goes away. Um, I burped a lot. It's funny how your body reacts to it. I was burping a lot to get that gas out of here, uh out of my system. And um, and then we went again uh, with gas masks on. And with the gas mask, you literally are fine. Um, it, your your skin burns a little bit. Um, if at that point with the gas mask, it feels like you have a really bad sunburn. That's kind of what it feels like. So the gas sucked, right? And in my mind, I was more worried about the gas. But I was even more worried because everyone says the OC spray sucks even more. And I'm like, bro, the gas sucked. Like, I felt like I was about to die, literally. And then they're saying the OC spray is worse. I was like, nah, man. Like, nah. Like, then the nerves start kicking in for the OC spray. I was like, bro, no way. Like, no, no. Like, dude, I'm like, bro, this is going to suck even worse. And this is in my head, right? And like, here's the sucky part of it so we make it to the oc spray we just get gas right we're walking to to the field to get pepper sprayed oc sprayed and they put us around the corner so we can't see people but they put us right by the ac so when people get pepper sprayed it blows and so we smell it right because the ac sucking it in and it's blowing it out at the fan and whatever so we're smelling it and i was kind of like uh we were going in twos and i was like i don't know the 10th to go maybe maybe like the 15th, I don't know, and so we're just kind of waiting there, and like, the first person who went started screaming, and like, cussing, and like, screaming like he was dying, and that just put us all in more anxiety, we're like, come on, bro, like, come on, and then we smell it, and it's very peppery, I mean, it smells like pepper, uh, and so you're kind of choking on it, like, you know, when your Mexican mom is cooking, and making salsa, and like, uh, you're, the, the house smells like chile, and like, you're like, uh, coughing that's kind of what it was and so i was like damn so we're next man like our backs turn and they call us guzman go and i was like damn here we go and so i run the corner and they're like all right you're gonna stand here you're gonna hit the bag a few times i'm like all right all right and they lift the instructor lifts his left hand and he's like look at my hand look at my hand because your eyes are open right they want you or your eyes to be open and ocoococ you get sprayed and like i said man my face is painted orange right For me, though, it didn't kick in right away. For some people, like at that, it was instant. As soon as they get sprayed, they start screaming in pain. For me, it took about 10 seconds to kick in. And so I lifted my, so I, so I, I got sprayed. I looked for the baton. It hit the bag a few times. And then I turned around, and then it hit. And when it hit, it hit, man. Like, I felt a little, I guess it was pepper, but it was a little ball, like of sand, think of it. It was like right above my eyelid, and I just felt that little piece of pepper, I guess. I felt it like roll into my eye, and that's where shit hit the fan. I mean, I started screaming in pain like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, oh, shit, like it's burning, it's burning. It's burning. like, oh, I'm on fire. My face is on fire. And then water activates it, but what's the first thing they do? They go take you to a hose to hit your face with water. So it's activating even more, and so you're burning. And then the worst part of it is your brain is playing these games on you to where you're drowning like you can't breathe right and then you're getting water poured on your face and so now you're like drowning but you're not drowning but you're thinking you're drowning and so it's this mixture of fire on your face for, plus drowning and you're just like literally i was getting water poured on my face and i'm like well oh, i can't breathe bro like i can't breathe like well oh, i'm drowning i'm drowning and they're like you're not drowning and you're just like you're fine like you're talking and I'm like no bro i'm drowning like i'm i can't breathe i can't breathe like i can't breathe cuz your nose is plugged and then like Your mouth is like, you think you're dying. Like, I don't know what, how the brain works in that circumstance, but I can tell you that it's, it felt like, man. So here, here's the thing about it is water activates and stuff. And so the way that we did it was we set up some fans outside so we can just go to the fans and like, let the fan hit, because the only way to get rid of the peppers, the OC spray is to let it dry. Right. And so people go in front of the fans, but here's the issue with the fans is that you get relied on the fan. So as soon as you step away from a fan, it starts to burn again and it's even worse, I think. So really the best thing is to just let it dry, like let the natural wind hit it, just let it dry out, right? And so uh, I will say that I was probably one of the first, even though I went like in the middle of my class, I will say I was probably one of the first that could open his eyes. Uh, and the reason is i think is because i didn't freaking go to a fan i just took it like a champ and just walked around sat um okay i didn't sit right away so if you look in my class video there's a dude in the back far away from everybody else with the shirt off walking around screaming in pain holding his head that was me. That was me running back and forth. I wasn't even running. I was just walking back and forth, pissed <laughs> off at the world, saying like, "What do I do? What do I do? This all oh, this blows. This sucks so much. It sucked, man. It sucked. It just sucked." And you can't, you can't do anything about it. That's the sucky part, right? And uh, so you let it dry, and a, and the only way it gets better is to open your eyes. But you can't open your eyes. They're like sealed shut. So you literally grab your fingers and lift your eyes open, literally. And so I started doing that little by little, little by little, start doing that. Um, and then finally, my eyes could open. I could get wind inside of them. And once your eyes open, after like 40 minutes, you know, after 40 minutes of in pain, your eyes can finally open somewhat. And then it gets a little bit better. And then it feels like just a really bad sunburn on your face. That's kind of what it feels like, you know, after 40 minutes of agonizing pain. Um, Then it feels like a really bad sunburn And then uh, You know they said keep your underwear on Because when you shower it's going to come down So uh, I had this technique where I just I kept my underwear on But I had this technique where I like kind of leaned forward in the shower head And I just let it kind of hit my face I used Dawn soap As shampoo, as face I, I don't know if you're supposed to use Dawn But whatever, I used it And uh, I used that to clean my face To open my pores And you want to shower with cold water Because If you use warm water, it closes your pores and the oil stays inside. It's whatever. It was a horrible. It was a sucky day. Sucky day. So anyways, Hell Day was probably one of the most testing days that you have at the academy. Uh, And then every police department has some sort of test like that. Um, And it's kind of a passing of the torch, right? So like every officer you see within my department, you know that they did this. Like even the instructors, right? The instructors are part of my police department. They're not an outside agency. Like we're all within the same department. So even they know what we're going through, right? So it blows, it blows. I mean, it sucked. There was no way to put it. Like, you know, if you're going to experience that day, it's going to suck no matter what. And you just embrace the suck, right? Um, The great thing about uh, the academy, and I I think this goes as well as with, um, you know, law enforcement throughout the country and military and all that is, you know, I, I spent 32 weeks with the same people every day. And so I think by week four, week five, these people became family, right? With everything we endured, even right away, even the beginning of the academy to like the end of the academy through hell day, through all the tests, through all the physical tests, um, through all the PT sessions, like everything we experienced, we all did it together. And in the end, you become a family, like you are a family. And these are people that like, I felt like I've known forever, we have done so much together. So it definitely became a bond, right? Um, You know, we were class 2020A, 2020 Alpha, and I can say that it's an honor to be a part of that class, right? Um, Great class, great group of people, and all of us who made it, you know, it wasn't easy and we did it and it was great. Um, And and it's kind of crazy about that because, you know, if you listen to the podcast before, you know that, i'm a theater person right like i did theater in high school and i did theater in college like that was what i studied for the most part in college was theater i did acting right and so one of my biggest fears was that how can i compare theater to law enforcement like how can i compare these two things like in the academy and stuff and uh to my knowledge you know i actually did a lot um, as far as plays, as far as what I enjoy the most out of doing theater, uh, as far as acting. For those of you who, who've done theater, who've done shows, there's a bond that you create with the people you do shows with, right? Uh, the actors, the technicians, everybody that is part of the show. You create this bond, right? You become this small family for whatever, however long the run is, however long uh, rehearsal process are. You become part of this family, right? And I was I was I didn't know if I would experience that in the academy like I really didn't. I didn't know if I would. And, and that was one of the biggest reasons why I continued theater so many years was because of that of that bonding with people. And that's honestly one of my favorite things about theater. And that's one of the biggest things that I miss. And I'm not saying I won't go back to theater. Uh, but, you know, right now life is crazy. There's so much things going on. But uh, one of the biggest things that I experienced was the academy, was man, I became, a, I, I got a new family, right? This class, my academy class, like we're family now. Like we are family. And it was that same experience that I got with people in theater, because like I said, if you've done theater, whether you're a technician, whether you're an actor, a director, whatever, you know that you start seeing these people more than your own family, right? During rehearsals and shows and everything. Uh, and you start learning more about these people, more than they even know about themselves probably or their best friends. I mean, because you're literally with these people every day for a crazy amount of hours. And that's how it became in the academy, right? Because yes, the academy, it's like, what was it? It was like seven to five, seven to four, whatever kind of job. But we put in so many hours before so many hours after work, uh, coming in on weekends. Like we did so much. We didn't do the normal hours and you won't, right? And I related that to theater. Like, when are you ever like really out on time for rehearsals like let's do it one more time i don't know how many times i heard of that and in the academy it's like all right let's do it like one more time and I'm like, come on guy i've heard of this like the last 10 years of my life um and so it, i felt some sort of connection there um the bond i created with people and that was one of the biggest things and to my surprise that i got out of this is that the unity that you got with the other individuals and it's a great experience i mean it's a great it's it I honestly can say graduating the academy or whenever we made another hump, um, it was the same feeling as closing a show, man. Like that closing night. Like graduation was like closing night. It was like, bro, uh, like this is it. You know, it's the last time. And and, and for me, like I don't know. I, I There's a high chance, high percentage that I will never work with my classmates again. Some of them. Some of them I, work, I will work with. But for the most part... Like, we're all going to go our own ways. And it's the same thing with theater, right? When a show closes, like, everyone's going to go their own way. Like, and and it's kind of a sad feeling because we did all this and then it's over. And uh, it was a great feeling, a great experience. And for those, if anybody's thinking about doing something like that, man, I encourage it. Um, One of the biggest reasons why I, I wanted to become... A police officer but one of the biggest reasons why right after college i joined the police academy was because i wanted structure i wanted some sort of uh organization in my life and i felt like even though i kind of had it i wanted structure i wanted things to like make sense and i wanted it i just wanted structure like i want someone to tell me what to do uh and i, I didn't have that in the mil- i didn't have a military experience right like i didn't have i'm not i'm not prior military so like i didn't experience boot camp and a part of me always did a part of me always wanted to experience that um feeling of getting yelled at and getting rushed and uh, i don't know i always wanted to right and so for this <laughs> definitely filled that feeling uh like i got everything out of it like it was great 32 weeks is eight months and let me th- like you might think it's not a long time but bro it was a lot it is a long time eight months the, the standard usually is six months you know my department does eight and it's a long time like it's a long time and I guess we can transition to great, great segue. Um, with everything that's going on around the country, uh, man, you know, there's so many things that I've heard in social media and a lot of things I see is, well, law enforcement um, needs more training, you know, four years of college, you know, I need, I need eight years of school to become a doctor, but you can come a police officer and, you know, in six months or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it like that. You're absolutely right. I would have loved more training. You know, maybe not necessarily in the academy because I got tired of the academy. But would I love more training? Absolutely. I love, we don't get enough training. Like, I I get it. Six months of an academy, eight months of an academy. It's not enough to prepare you to make you a a great officer. It's not. It's honestly not. Um, But (laughs) that's all we get. You know, and with with being a doctor, let's say, or getting your education, getting your degrees, man, like, I went through I went through four years of college. And when I got out, you know, yes, I did something completely different than my degree. But talking to people, like, you get out of, of college and you gotta find a job. And how do you get good at that job once you get it? By doing it, by working it. And it's kind of the same thing with police officers, right? Like, there's only so much we can learn until we put it to use, until we do it for real. Um, But would I love more training? Absolutely. You know, four years of training, that's a long time. But if it's gonna make me a better officer, absolutely. But here's the issue with more training. What do you need to train? Like what what do you need to get more training? What does it cost? It's money, costs money, right? We want more training, I'll take it. More training? Absolutely, I'd love to. I wanna be the best officer I can be. But it requires more money. And so taking money away from law enforcement, I don't know if that's the right issue. I don't know if that's the right thing because I would love more training. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. Like, I would love more training. But you're taking money away from us. How are we supposed to, how are we supposed to train better, you know, with, with less money? Because everything, <laughs> everything takes money, like in this world. Everything is money. Um, and, and going with that, you know, defunding the police. Man, it, it right now is a really bad time to be a police officer. And I've only been on a short time, I get that. But it is a really shitty time to be a police officer. When I was in the police academy, all this was starting, right? So the death of George Floyd was kind of the spark to everything, I would say. And I was in the police academy. And the day that that happened, we got sat down as a class And they showed us videos, and we had our chief talk to us, and we did uh, discussions after discussions. I think that whole first half of the day, we sat down and talked about the issue, and it was disgusting what happened to George Floyd. Horrible. I mean, I don't know how else to say that. It was horrible, right? Because we're not trained to do that. We're not trained to put knee on the neck. That's not what we're trained for. Like We don't train that. And so seeing that and seeing that no one else reacted to it, man, that— pissed me off and it pissed everyone off it pissed the instructors off i can guarantee you that all the instructors at the academy found that video disgusting and that officer unfortunately i hate to say it to to another officer but he got what he deserved because you don't do that no matter how pissed off you are at the world you cannot you cannot for for what the charge was for what George Floyd did, it was not necessary. So unnecessary. And and that really pissed me off. Because you just don't do that, you know. Back in the seventies, eighties, that that happened. Like that did happen. I mean, look at Rodney King, right? Like that that crap happened. But we're in a new policing age, right? We got body cameras, we have Coban in our vehicles that record Uh, our cars like we have so everyone has a cell phone right like it's insane that you're always being watched and even then we're still doing these kind of things we're still doing these mistakes Nah. so i have a lot of friends who ask me like man you know how do you how are you going to deal with all this stuff and i'm like honestly man i don't know any different like i'm starting the department i'm starting my career as a police officer from day one i already have body cameras Right. The whole time I'm training with the Coban, the whole academy, we're getting taught that everyone's always watching, that someone's always watching. And what is character? Like, how do you define character? I always was taught it's what you do when no one's looking. Well, even if you think no one's looking, someone's looking. Right. So, I mean, it's not different for me. Like since day one, I have a camera, so I don't know any better. The older officers, the older generation who for years did not have any cameras and now all of a sudden they're being recorded, they're the ones that are like, wait, I don't like this. I don't mind it. I honestly don't care. I think it's a great thing that we have cameras. You know why? Because it gets me out of trouble because I know that I'll always try to do my best. I know that everything I do is the right thing. And so if someone tries to prove otherwise, hey, my camera is there. I'm recording. So let's, let's see who's right. You know, it's my word versus his word, but I got a camera. And honestly, there's a lot of officers that have been saved from their body cameras because of their body cameras, the people who have judged them wrong. It is a very shitty time to be a police officer. I'm not going to lie. I have friends who have unfriended me. I I have unfriended friends like on Facebook and stuff like that. And and let me tell you what, what draws the line with me, right? Because it's not about the BLM movement. Like I think people are using their right to 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 use their, their social media to voice their opinions, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm with that 100%. You want change and you're trying to make it happen, that's cool, you know. Protest, awesome. Violent protests, I don't know about that, man. Like destroying businesses, I'm not cool with that. And that's a different topic, but protesting social media posts you know, people are tweeting and all that. Hey, man, that's awesome. We're using our platforms. That's something great about the social media age is that we can, you know, share things at an instant. You know, from overnight, things are blow up. Um, and, you know, and that's awesome. People trying to use their right to, to voice their opinions. I'm with that. So it's not about the, the BLM movement and, um, you know, black lives matter and 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 you know all lives matter and blue lives matter man honestly like it's not about that for me that i i'm with whatever you want to do or you want to raise your your opinion that's awesome but what draws the line with me and when i'm gonna unfriend you because you can unfriend me for anything like i like everyone at this point knows i'm a police officer like all my friends do right on social media and if they want to unfriend me that's whatever like hey you do you boo boo you know like I'm still going to go protect you. I'm still going to go help you when you need me. That's not about that. That's that's not That doesn't offend me. But what does offend me, what hurts me, what causes me to unfriend you on social media, is when you share stuff police-related negatively. So, for example, you know, I had... Uh, for example, I had people who... Freaking or sharing posts about, (laughs) there was a post I saw that said, uh, you know, a good cop is a dead cop. See a pig, kill a pig. And I was like, man, no, that draws a line. Because that's me you're talking about. That's the rest of the people that I spent the last 32 weeks with, that's who you're talking about. And so that offends me. That bothers me, right, because I'm just trying to do my job to protect all the citizens of this city and anyone who needs help. I'm trying to protect those who can't protect themselves. And so you're kind of saying that, and that kind of hurts. That's that's Now now you're offending me. Uh, and what really drew the line for others was they started talking about officers who died in the line of duty, and they were posting, a, like, you know, their stories, and they would, you know, write, well, good, they deserve that. Excuse me? Like, no, they didn't. Like, they're just doing their job. Like, and they died in the line of duty protecting us, protecting everyone else in this country in their city, however you want to look at it. And you're saying good? They deserve to die? I don't think so, man. No. That's, because that's, again, I wear that uniform. That's me you're talking about. And that kind of, that stings. So no, I'm unfriending you because that's, when you say that, it's like you're saying it to me right and anyone who is an officer or in military you you, i'm sure you understand it's it's no like i don't care you're not talking about me directly i get that but this uniform it's universal right so talking about them it's the same thing as talking to me talking about me honestly and so that that hurts um you know, talk, talking negatively about law enforcement, that that's where my my line is drawn. And, uh, you know, if I have you on social media and you start posting stuff like that, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of out. I'm, you know, if I see you, you know, I'll say hi, but that's about it. You're not, I'm not going um, <laughs> to have you as a friend on social media. Um, because I will say this, man. What's the first thing you see when you open up social media? Oh man, defund the police and and you know police suck and I hate police and you know and bro like I saw that straight like for a whole week I saw all that and it's the media it's the social media and everything like you 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 yourself are getting brainwashed seeing that over and over and over again like on the news and all this and so I was like bro like I I felt sick about it because like again. When you say police, I think of me. I think of my city. I think of everyone I work with. And now I think like everyone hates us. I'm the bad guy. But then again, I know I'm not. I know I'm here for a good purpose, right? So when everything started going down, I was in the police academy when, when protests and the, and the riots and all that was going on. And to be honest, it, it was a sucky feeling. But at the same time, it motivated me more. It, motiv- it motivated me to be the change because i want change like i said man i'm with it you know is there bad is there bad officers out there yeah there is is there bad i don't know doctors out there yeah there's some shady doctors out there there's bad apples in everything man everything in any career there's bad apples in any race there's bad apples any anything anything there's always the bad apples right? Hell, even church, right? Even, uh, yeah, even within religion. <laughs> well, there's some bad things going on in there too, but you, but that's just how it is. Like, that's just the life we live. Unfortunately, there's bad apples in everything that put a bad name to whatever they work with or whatever race they are or whatever it is, you know, those bad apples, some, the, uh, the good things that the people do. And so, it motiv- so, you know, seeing everything in the media, it, it motivated me to be a change, to be the better person, to be that one person to try to be the good, right? Try to be the change. Try to help others. Try to shine the light that, hey, not all officers are bad. Like, there's good people out there. And I'll tell you what, and I'll be completely honest with this, you know, we're at a point where the millennial age group, you know, they're starting to uh, – for the most part, are of age and to become law enforcement and to become, uh, uh, you know, senators or whatever, you know, something within politics and, and, like I said, law enforcement. And so people who are coming up of age and within the millennial group, I think when we get to that point to where all the older generation, when they retire, I think there'll be a change. I really do. I think there'll, there'll be another change, and I think it, it'll be for the good because right now I think it's – it's, a, it's an old school of mind versus a new school of mind. And so, you know, when the older generation leaves, there's these new minds, there's this young blood. And I think that's a big issue, man. That's a huge issue. Uh, we need young blood. With, 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 wherever you look at, law enforcement, uh, military, uh, politics, I think is the big one. You need fresh blood, young blood. You need these new ideas, man. Like, people are still stuck in the old school of thinking. And so for me, being the age I am, being, you know, young and and I guess still open-minded, being a law enforcement officer isn't bad. You know, like I understand your situation. I understand you're struggling. How can I help you be better? Right? Like that's huge on me. How can I help you be a better person? You know, and I think the big reasoning, the big way of how to make a change is just the way you talk to people. You know, I was always told when someone is yelling or screaming, it's because it's a cry for help, right? They're crying for help internally. They're trying to to yell for help, but, you know, they don't know how to, so they start yelling at people and being really aggressive. But, hey, like when I show up, it's like, man, what's wrong? Oh, I got fuck this. No, I hate everybody. I, hey, bro, relax. Man, I'm here because I care about you, bro. Dude, instant change. Like, bro, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to care I care about you. Like, I don't want you to hurt yourself. I don't want you to hurt anybody else. It's just the way you talk to people, you know? Understand people. You go in there and you start pissing people off and and your attitude, man, the way you talk to people, you'll be surprised. The way you talk to people will change people's tones immediately, right? I mean, that's just, just, you talk to me good, I'm gonna talk to you good, you know? Talk to, I'll talk, I will talk respect to you all day, every day. I hope that you show it back to me, right? And I think that's where the issue is, right? When you stop showing respect to someone, things change. But I'll be respectful to you all day long, man. I just, I just all I ask is you have that respect for me, and let's talk like adults. That's all I'm asking. Um, and I just want to be that change, man. You know, that's that's a very important thing. Uh, but you know what, man? I'll be honest. I'll be honest of. of um, there's an incident that occurred a few days ago, you know, maybe two days ago. And, um, we had, a. Uh, there was two, two LA sheriff counties, uh, county sheriffs, two LA county sheriffs that, uh, were shot in the line of duty. They were just sitting in their cars. I mean, just sitting in their cars, bro. Like not doing anything, not arresting anybody, not, uh. Fighting anybody, not even at a call. Like I don't know what exactly they were doing. Maybe writing a report, whatever it was. They're just sitting in their cars, man. Two people, one in the driver's seat, one in the passenger seat. And some guy comes up through the passenger side window and starts shooting, and then he runs off. So they both both officers get shot multiple times. Right now they're alive. God bless them. You know, prayers out to them and their families. They're still alive. They're still fighting for their lives. But I mean they're a critical condition, right? But when I get this notification, I get um, I, I get this notification on my phone, you know, two LA County Sheriff's shot. I start reading the details of it. You know, they're sitting in a car, you know, by a building, someone comes up to them, shoots through a window. And I look to my right, and my partner is sitting right next to me. And then I notice we're sitting in a patrol vehicle in an empty parking lot. Empty parking lot Writing our report Right Like What just happened in LA to those officers I'm looking around and it's It's me and my partner sitting in a car In an empty parking lot Same exact thing And I start thinking this is us Like this is me Right now Like like, That hit That one hurt because I'm starting to realize this is you change. All you had to change was just the location. Like I could go in the media, change the location, and and it would have been us. And that's that's the realization that I had to have, that that can happen. And I hate to say it that it wouldn't happen in the city that I work for and the department I work for, but I had an officer. There's an officer in our department that died that way. Sitting in in his patrol vehicle writing a report in front of headquarters and some guy comes through the passenger side window and just shoots him And he died I wouldn't say it wouldn't happen, but it did it did happen and that's real. That's reality And so that's Just the big reason as to why You know I'm honestly trying to stay away from social media because it's starting to get to me. It's, It's it's depressing You know as much as I try to support everyone you know, seeing officers shot every day, seeing the negativ- negativity towards law enforcement, it gets to you. Especially being in that profession, man. Like, bro, am I the good guy? Like, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm doing my best to be the best person out there. But it's hard seeing negative, 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 negative all the time. Even on your off-duty days. Even when you're off work. Dude, like, it's, it's, it gets to you. It messes with your head. I will say, though, that I've had so many people come up to me and say, hey, man, you know, I know you don't have a lot of friends, but, you know, we support you and, and, you know, God bless you. And, man, God bless you, man, because that's what I need. You know, you see an officer out there. I'm not saying buy him dinner, buy his lunch, but go up to their table and just say, hey, thank you. And I will guarantee you that it makes their day. I've been at a red light. I was at a red light. This has happened twice already. The person next to me asked me to roll down my window and so I do and they're like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, what do they say? I know you don't have a lot of friends right now, but I support you. And I say thank you. That made my day, man. Like you don't have to understand that how that makes your day. Just seeing an officer, hey, sir, thanks for what you're doing, you know, and I guarantee you that it motivates them to do their job even better right because having negative over negative or negative it gets to you man and that is it gets to your head and i will say that to an extent i've kind of experienced that negativity where it went to my head man like no joke no joke no joke And, and i mean i can go on for days with this you know um mental health is a real thing mental health is so real um and in my short time on patrol i've experienced so many mental health calls it's insane and the sucky part about it is there's not much we can do like we get trained on how to deal with mental health people like i get that but it's but i'm talking like uh, like where to take them what to do with them like yeah i can take them to like the hospital this is the special the like you know the special hospital to deal with mental health but even then, they, once they get there, there's only so much they can do. And it's it's hard. It sucks seeing these people because there isn't a lot of help for mental health. And mental health is real. It's so real. But that's a topic for a different day. But what I wanted to say about mental health is, man, a few days. So here's, here's my issue. And here's the issue that I had. And I wanted to share with you guys. So you know, law enforcement has been a thing that I I've been wanting to, to do forever for a long time. I mean, I would say, you know, for the last five years, probably this was something I wanted to do. Right. But I wasn't old enough yet. Um, I was a senior in high school when I joined the explorers program for the police department. And so if you know what the explorers program is, it's kind of like a, like a fancy, uh not fancy, but like it's it's an it uh, uh like an internship, basically, like a hands-on internship with the police department um sort of. But you do ride alongs and stuff. But anyways, like I joined this program at senior year of high school, right? So I, I was involved, I knew since senior year that this is what I wanted to do. I want to join law enforcement, right? This is a career I wanted to choose, right? But to get to that. Well, I had to go to college first, right? So I went to college. So senior year of high school, I go straight to college and I go to college because I know that I'm gonna graduate. And when I graduate, I'm gonna join the police department and I'm gonna do the academy. And the academy is supposed to be one of the hardest in the whole nations, right? So I gotta prepare physically for it and mentally for it because this is what I'm gonna do. And so I graduate high school, I go to college and then my mentality is like, hey, I gotta graduate college. This is my goal right now. I got to get to where I wanna be and become an officer. I gotta graduate college. So I did. I went through college, graduated college. And what did it happen right after college? Right to the police academy, just how I planned. Boom, police academy starts one month later. I'm in the police academy, right? Everything I have ever worked for for the last five years, it's now happening. Everything physically I prepared for, mentally, all that jazz. Boom, I'm in the police academy. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then eight months later, 32 weeks later, wait a minute everything i worked for for the last five years, this goal that I had all of a sudden ends in f- four days. I started having a breakdown, man. Like two days before graduation, I-, I-, I was lost. I felt numb, even graduation day, I was numb. And it wasn't because I'm like, it hasn't hit me yet that I'm graduating. It hit me that I don't have a goal. Now what? What's next? Like what's next? Like for the last 5 years I've been on this goal that I'm going to graduate and do this police academy thing because it's the hardest in the in the whole nation and I need to prepare for it physically because that's all you hear. And then I did it. I graduated from this police academy. And now all of a sudden I'm a police officer. And then I'm like, "Wait a minute." The goal I had since high school, I just it happened now what my brain was like oh wait wait now what are you doing what's the purpose of life like what are you doing what are you working for now and i didn't know and i had a huge breakdown i was like wait wait wait. do i even want to do this is this even something i want to do is is law enforcement a thing like i I didn't even know if i wanted to do this like and like now i'm here and i was like am i i was um i wasn't confident in myself i lost confidence i felt numb i didn't know what to feel and i was like man wait I, i don't know what i'm feeling i've never felt this breakdown I had a huge breakdown, talk with my parents, talk with my friends. And I came to the conclusion that I don't have a goal. I didn't have a goal anymore. Because for the last five years, I've been working to this goal. And then I finally did it. I accomplished it. And then it's done. And so my brain is kind of like, Trying to grab the next goal, but there is no next goal. So I'm just kind of in panic mode because I don't know what to do Because for the last freaking 32 weeks and more, you know, and before college and everything I'm on the go I'm going Like let's go what's next and now I'm like I'm done Like what you wanted was to be a police officer. There you go. Now you're a police officer Oh Shit What do I do now? What's my goal? And so I felt like that for a little bit. For a couple days, I was kind of numb. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to feel. I didn't feel anything. I went to work next day. I hit patrol the next day after graduation. I didn't know what I, I didn't have, I was numb, numb. I had no, I didn't know what to feel. I did my job very well, but I felt numb mentally. And so I started realizing I don't have a purpose. What's my goal? I started talking to other officers. I started talking to my friends who are officers. And I was like, they're like, bro, you gotta, you got what's next? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what's next. And so I started realizing I needed a purpose again, I needed a new purpose. And so that's it, you know, I make a plan. I made a, a, a plan again. Where do I want to be in five years? What do I want to accomplish within those five years? I needed another ultimate goal. What's my plan of action? I needed a plan of action of how I'm gonna get this goal. And I finally have it again. I lost purpose and everything, man. Like I'm serious, like this podcast thing, for a little bit, I didn't even wanna do it anymore. I was like, man, I don't wanna do this. I was like, ah, eh, whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm putting it off, Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. I didn't have a purpose, I don't wanna do anything. I wanted to go home and sleep. It was horrible, horrible feeling. But then I started being like, nah man, what's my plan of action? What am I doing with my life? Where do I gotta be? I realized my plan. I, this is what I want. This is what I want to be in the next five years. Okay, what do I need for that? Well, I'm, let's make a plan. Let's start talking about what What do I need to do to get to there. And so I started talking to other officers about, um, and, and, and I say officers, and that, I mean that because that's where I'm at right now. Like, I mean, that's my career. But you put this in any perspective. I mean, you, you don't know where you want to be, bro, you're going to feel numb. Like, if you don't have a job, if you're trying to get a job, if you're trying to get your career, if you don't know what your career wants to be, if you don't know what you want to be when you grow up and you're already grown up, that's a fucking shitty feeling, man. Being grown up and not knowing what you want to be when you grow up. But you got to have a plan of action. So you start talking to friends, you start talking to other people, and you start saying, hey, man, look, and this is any job, like, if you breathe, sleep, you know, drink... Your job, you're gonna get tired of that job. You gotta have a side hustle. You gotta have a side business. You gotta have a hobby. You gotta distract your mind from the everyday because if you don't, bro, work is gonna get the best of you. School is gonna get the best of you, whatever it is. You gotta have a side. You gotta have something that just takes your mind off of everything. And if it's exercising, great, exercise. I've said this before on previous episodes. But what I'm talking about right now is career-wise, if you don't know what you wanna work, if you don't know what your career wants to be, man, just sit down and think, what do you like doing? What do you want to do? I was asked the other day, if you didn't have to worry about money, if someone told you, hey, I'll take care of you financially, you can do whatever you want. Like work work on whatever you want to do. Like what would, you, what would you work on? And like, let's say someone's like, hey, I'll, I will financially support you. All you have to do is choose something to do. Like what would you focus on? And I was like, man, my podcast. And I was like, man, I love this thing. Like, you know, this podcast, it relaxes me. It gets my mind off something. I can talk, talk to other people, enjoy life. And that's the biggest thing, man. Like, enjoy life. Enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy that side business. Enjoy that side hustle. And that side hustle, the side hustle, the goal of the side hustle, yeah, it's to make a little extra money. But let me tell you something. It's that side hustle where eventually it becomes your main hustle. And it starts off as a side hustle because you like doing it. But you like doing it, but then it becomes good. And then you actually start making money off of it. And then it grows bigger. And then you become an empire. And then you're making money. And then you quit your regular job. Because your regular job is what brings the income in. And I'm not saying do something like that you hate just for the money. But, I mean, let's be honest. like People hate their jobs. Why are they doing it? Because it pays well. There's a lot of people like that. So start off that side hustle. Start off that side business. Invest your money. Invest into something crazy, but that you like and that you know. And if you don't know it, read. Read up on it. Start off somewhere. I don't know. You got to sit down and just think, what do I want to do? What do I like doing? And if you don't have a job now and you're kind of like in that step one phase, like I don't know what I want. You just got to sit down and think, man. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want? What do you like doing? You like building stuff? You like building furniture? You like messing carpentry? You like electricity? You like music? I don't know. Do what your passion is. Don't worry about what other people think. Worry about what you like to do. And then start something on it. You'll be surprised how many people will support you. All my friends, all my close friends, they know I support them. They know that whatever they do, I will back them 100%, just like they back me. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a close group of friends, you know, great, supportive family. But you got to surround yourself with those people too, man. You know, if all the people who you're, you hang around with are negative towards you, bro, you got to get out of them. got to get out. You got to get people to support you. You know? And if you got to be a lone wolf for a little bit, you'll be a lone wolf for a little bit. You'll be by yourself. And it's crazy, man. You know, I I really, like I said, I had a bad, a bad men- mental state, you know, as to, as to what do I do now? And so I had to make a plan, man. I recently got my own place. I've been focusing on that, getting my mind off of that, getting inspired and motivated to start back up, to do new things, to start this podcast back up because I really enjoyed it. And I'm back at it. And like I said before, it's not about the money, man. I don't even make money on this. It is about passion. It is about what I like to do. That side hustle. Got to get that side hustle, that side business. You know, and is this a business? No, but hey, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, man. You know? And so what's next? Well, let me tell you something. I got some great plans coming up. Like I said, I recently got my own place, which is awesome. Got a new place to do the podcast so we'll be seeing a little bit of that going on And some new uh, locations And some new people on this show I have a great list of people Who are going to be on this podcast coming soon And it's just a matter of time And you know Fuck COVID That's what I say You know As soon as this COVID ends Man things are going to be good and, and life is good And I hope your life is good Because Life is great And if you don't think life is great right now Man You gotta you, There's something wrong Put yourself into a new light. Put yourself into a new situation, into something, a new location, a new job, a new group of friends. You'd be surprised. New, you know, breath of air, somewhere different. It'd be great, man. And I guarantee you, life will get better. All you gotta do is try. You gotta try. No one's gonna give it to you. You gotta go out there and get it. You know? And that's, that's just how it is. No one's gonna do it but you. No one is going to do it but you. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening to Cigar Night. I'm so happy to be back. This is Rick Guzman with Cigar Night, and we will see you later. And more episodes to come soon. Very excited to be back. Love you all. Stay classy. See you guys.